Mighty Ape is Australia's entertainment and pop culture superstore. With everything from movies, music, games, toys, books, hobbies and more, Mighty Ape is your one-stop shop for the things that matter most. They constantly have hot deals and exclusive promos. And if you visit their website on the click-through banner on fakechef.net's homepage, then your purchase will help support Good Movie Monday. Mighty Ape, Australia's entertainment and pop culture superstore. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. You mean to wish me a good morning? What do you mean that it is a good morning whether I want it or not? Please go away. Let me speak for the love of God. If at first you don't succeed, lift your standards. And <laughs> that would be the tagline from the poster of Tommy Boy, starring David Spade and Chris Farley. And Tommy Boy, of course been where that last piece of audio from our intro comes from. So what the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, shut up and I'll tell you. This week's episode is all about taglines. We're going to look at the good, the bad and the ugly taglines. We're going to play a game, pitch some alternatives and have some fun. Good Movie Monday is the name of the show. Thanks for being here with us. My name is Glenn Cochran. Please hang around for the next hour as myself and my co-host Ben Halwig discuss movies, and stuff, and we're going to hear from the boneheads. Jarrett's going to pilfer the new release shells. Guillermo's going to bring you up to date with the movie news, courtesy of Screen Realm, and Adam Ross will be reviewing Honey Boy. But anyway, Ben, mate, how's it going? It's going well, mate. Yeah, yeah, real well. Having a good week. Um, the feedback from the last few shows has been pretty nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I haven't stuffed up too badly. <laughs> well, I'm hearing from all over, including you know the states and in, in, in England, that uh, your VHS your VHS collection is becoming quite famous. Oh, lovely! <laughs> <laughs> we just we just won't give out your address. No, no, don't do yeah. <laughs> don't, don't even give out my email address. That'd be horrifying. And you know what, Ben? I am really glad that you're now riding shotgun on this show because this week in movie news, they announced that Christopher Nolan's new film Tenet has been delayed indefinitely. Now, this is the kind of story that would have given Keith an aneurysm, so it's much better that you're sitting in that seat. And even though reports are saying that indefinitely is the word being bandied around, Warner Brothers are also stating that the new release strategy will be imminent. So I don't know what the hell that means. I tell you the truth, Glenn, three weeks ago, I didn't know what people were talking about when they mentioned The Tenet. <laughs> yeah, right. I had no idea. It's like, oh, oh, a new Christopher Nolan movie, is it? Oh, okay. Well, it, sure. it, we were getting really excited about it on this show before you came along, and um, well, <laughs> all hopes have been dashed. Yeah, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, too, because America has a different point in their COVID-19 story to other places in the world, Warner have chosen not to do a global release, so they, they, they may drop it theatrically in some countries, not even in America. So it's an interesting one. We'll just have to watch this space, I guess. Yeah, like it's. A, I suppose this this uh, pandemic has really uh, shaken up the uh, the theatrical distribution business. So no one really knows what to do. And I think if they don't start releasing these films next year, it's going to be blockbuster after blockbuster. Every like no film will actually be able to make any money because they will literally be released on top of each other. Yeah, it's almost like the main studios need to cut their losses and just drop it onto VOD so that you know the catch up can happen in a sort of progressive way. <laughs> Yeah, although I guess there will be a, it will end up getting like getting to a point where there's a lag, where because no productions have actually been able to go into, into production, 
Uh, so we won't have any new films in about a year or two. Isn't that a great opportunity for them to go onto the shelves and look at those films that they've they've shelved? You know, there are a lot of yeah, films that right. have never been released because they just lack confidence in them, but it's a good opportunity to just pump it all out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, especially films like, uh, was it New Mutants, which I think has had like five <laughs> or maybe ten release dates over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's perfect for stuff like that. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff, but um, here's some movie news that will be up your alley. I say sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, news dropped of a third Grease movie being in the works, and this one is a prequel chronicling Danny and Sandy's famous chance meeting while on vacation. And do you want to have a guess at what this one's called? Uh, no. Sum- <laughs> Summer <laughs> Lovin'. Like- some are love, oh, of course. Like I was going to say, isn't it, that, that whole movie is told in a song in, yes, in Greece. That's right. Well, the, that's the basis of this film. You're going to make a movie of the song. Oh, well. Well, look, the third Greece movie has actually been a thing since the 80s. I mean, the failure of part two is what pr- practically ruined its chances of ever happening. Um, some people, this is an interesting little bit of trivia, some people might not be aware that the third movie was about to happen and it got spun into high school musical wow but i hope they now they now they have the technology and we've seen it in uh in a couple of star wars films and uh a couple of uh, marvel movies they're going to have young john travolta and young olivia newton john but them playing it now like how are they gonna it's gonna be amazing how perverse would that be i'm actually i'm much more excited about this than i am about the might be the new cats might be the new cats mate like and how, i mean jeff conway unfortunately has passed away how many of the other uh like Stockard oh, Channing still yeah, around. Yeah, but have you seen Stockard oh, Channing? All... <laughs> Try de-aging that. I, I, <laughs> I reckon she could still do it. Abby Abby Bartlett. Yeah. And she's still got a. She's still got some. Uh, <laughs> what were they called? What were the girls? The pink lady. She's still got some pink lady in her. And who was Frenchie? Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I it's guess not going to be. Is, was Christopher McDonald? Was Christopher McDonald in? He was in number was two. He in Greece or Greece? Greece two. Hey, but who's to say? Who's to say we can't have a crossover here, mate? Yeah, that's right. Well, they could all be in it. I mean, they were. Yeah, that's right. That'd be amazing. Michelle Pfeiffer still like Michelle Pfeiffer could be in it. Absolutely. Yeah, and Maxwell Crawford's not doing anything. Yet. I think he looks the same. <laughs> yes. So it'd be fine. Like you know, he could play Rex Manning. And a crossover between that and Empire Records. He's been sitting by the phone ever since Empire Records, just waiting for his agent <laughs> to call. Yeah, when's the Rex Manning movie coming? Uh... <laughs> oh, oh my god, that would be amazing. Here's a question for you, Ben. Do you remember what the tagline for Greece is? Uh, is it Greece is the word? Ding 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 ding. Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, I'm shocked that I got that. <laughs> it's all Frankie Valli's fault. <laughs> are you are you a fan of the Greece movies? Uh... Look, I, I I enjoyed them as a kid. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember watching it, like uh, at school in primary school when we would take the bus to school camp. They still they had the VCR in the bus, yes. and they would play Greece. And it wasn't until much later that I realised they're all, the whole movie is just about them talking about sex. Yep. And as a, in primary school, no idea. Nope. No, it was just all about the Grease medley, which I think it was number one on the uh, Video Smash Hits charts <laughs> at the time. The Grease medley. <laughs> the was... Grease medley. Oh, my God. Well, we are off and running. I hope everybody's ready because we're about to throw a whole lot of taglines at you. This Friday, we're joined on Scarefest Television by Heather Dobson, author of Memoirs of a Future Ghost. 
we will be talking ghost hunting, obituaries, and meeting the afterlife head on. Join us live at 9 p.m. Eastern at ScareFestRadio.com or on Facebook and Twitter by following The ScareFest. Hey, this is Jaren. Welcome to PE Class. This time, it's physical. And that would be the tagline for PE Class if PE Class were a movie. And wouldn't that be something? If PE Class were a movie and it would have come out on home entertainment, how meta could be directed by Christopher Nolan or Quentin Dupo. It'd be pretty exciting. It'd be a hell of a lot more exciting than this week on Home Entertainment because there's only one movie coming out on Home Entertainment this week and it is one new movie, no reissues. Uh, one movie coming out on DVD, no Blu-ray, no 4K UHD. And it's coming out from Rialto Distribution via Roadshow and that film is Resistance that stars Jesse Eisenberg. And he plays an aspiring actor whose love of theatre uh, sees him join the French Resistance and use his skills in the theatre to aid and educate uh, these orphan children on the horrors of war and how to survive war. And ultimately, he helps rescue these these children. And it's a, based on a true story, fascinating story. However, the film itself is a little lightweight. Despite its production value, it feels like a TV movie. It just lacks the real hard-hitting substance and it's a shame and it feels like Jesse Eisenberg was miscast in this role because I think he's a good actor he can do drama he can do comedy uh, but he's just not the right fit for this particular film and the director it's a shame too because the director behind this film is Jonathan Jakubowicz you may know from the 2016 film Hands of Stone uh, that was a another film that's based on a true story that you know, he'd written the screenplay for and directed, and that was about a, a boxer named Roberto Duran, and actually had Robert De Niro as his coach in it, which is always good to see Robert De Niro in one of those, um, you know, sort of boxing films because of Raging Bull. Um, maybe not so good seeing him in Grudge Match, not not the best. Uh, but regardless, um, Hands of Stone was a cool film. You know, it was a good film. Showed a lot of promise. Uh, and Resistance just feels, yeah, just feels disappointing at best and it's impossible for me to recommend you picking up that on home entertainment in fact it's the kind of film that i think is better suited to streaming you know when you when you pay a package deal 10 15 whatever a month and that's one of many movies on there that if you watch you don't feel so disappointed about having shelled out you know 10 20 bucks just for that one film but i don't want you to go away empty-handed so i'm going to recommend you another movie uh, nothing really in the vein of resistance because I don't know personally I don't really feel like watching a lot of heavy drama right now uh, living through a lot of heavy drama as no doubt all of you guys are so I'm gonna recommend a comedy because everyone deserves a laugh about now and a comedy with Jesse Eisenberg that I feel probably gets overlooked and uh, it's a comedy called 30 minutes or less now this film also stars a cavalcade of comic talent it includes Danny McBride and Izzy Sensari and it follows a pizza delivery guy who has a bomb strapped to him and is forced to rob a bank. And it, it is honestly, it's really, really funny. Uh, it's available locally on Blu-ray and DVD through Shock. It was initially released by Sony, um, but has since been out of print for oh, God knows how long. And uh, I think Shock reissued it maybe last year. So you can pick up the DVD for under $10 and you can pick up the Blu-ray probably for under 16. 
and I recommend picking it up because I feel like if you watch this movie, you'll probably get a few watches out of it. It's from 2011 and it's just, it's, it's just good value. It's just a lot of good fun. There's also Nick Swarsden in it, um, Michael Pena's in it. There's, there's a lot of great people. You know, Fred Ward's in this movie. Um, a lot of great talent. So 30 minutes or less, if you haven't seen it, great comedy from 2011, completely underrated, and it is available cheaply on home entertainment, and I thoroughly recommend picking up because you will get plenty of rewatch value out of it. Anyway, that's it for me for this week, and normally I'd tell you to stay physical, but this time, this time, this time, it's physical. All right, well, let's talk about taglines. I've been looking really forward to this one. So for the uninitiated out there, when we say tagline, we, we do mean the small line of font or text at the top or bottom of a title on a movie poster, which sort of serves as a teaser, I guess. For example, uh, the tagline for Richard Donner's Superman in 1978 was, you'll believe a man could fly. And one I've spoken about numerous times on the show is, they'll get you in the end on the Ghoulies poster, which is... um. One that's haunted my dreams ever since. So, Ben, let's maybe list some personal favourites, and then after that I will run off a list of some truly awful and hilarious ones. So, have you got any on hand there that you'd love? I sure do. Uh, possibly my favourite tagline uh, is for the Jim Wynorski classic, Chopping Mall, which <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's actually got two taglines, Buy or Die is the first one, yep. which is great, but then... Uh, the, the main one, which is where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. It is Mate. possibly the most amazing tagline ever, ever conceived. That is a great tagline. Now, if you go back a few episodes in our podcast, um, the, we, we played a grab from the Bonehead Weekly podcast where Jim Wynorski was on there. And he tells the story of how he and Roger Corman came up with that tagline. Uh, oh, wow. Roger Corman originally wanted something to the effect of where prices are slashed. And nice. Jim Wynorski just came in with that one. But they had a different title for the film as well. And there was a guy in the screening room, like he was on a ladder painting the ceiling. And he just added a comment saying, why don't you call it Chopping Mall? And then suddenly they spitballed the tagline and that's how it all came to be. Because yeah, that's right. It was originally called Killbots. Yes. And they, they actually went to Cannes with the, mark, with the poster trying to get financing for it with the Killbots poster. Yeah. Um, I luckily I actually have a copy of the Danish VHS release, which is which has the Killbots title on it. Well, mate. Well, yeah. So if you want to hear that story from the horse's mouth, go and look up Bonehead Weekly on YouTube, the Jim Wynorski episode. He goes into great detail about how that all came about. It's absolutely hilarious. So I've got a doozy here for you. So this one is from Day of the Dolphin. Have you heard of this film? That, yes. George C. Scott. Uh, it was supposed to be directed by someone else. I can't remember Mike who. Nichols directed it. Right, yeah, but he was, wasn't he a replacement for someone else who dropped out at the last minute or died or something like that? <laughs> he may have been, but just Day of the Dolphin is a hilarious title in and of itself. Yeah. It's George C. Scott, right? George yeah, C. Scott. The, yeah. The tagline is, unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the President of the United States. <laughs> if that's not a great tagline i don't know what is i don't know what is no that's that's pure genius somebody somebody earned their marketing money that day man and mike nichols is such a man of prestige as is george c scott like that is just phenomenal yeah 
Amazing. What else you got? Uh, well, this one, okay. Like speaking of kind of tagline, silly taglines, or not? I suppose not silly. It's just an odd tagline uh, on on a, a little film called The Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. The tagline on the poster was uh, only the old one could teach him the secrets of the masters. <laughs> it's such a a pointless nothing tagline. Only the old like, one. Only the old one could teach him this. I guess they're talking about Mr. Miyagi, well, but it else? is. But yeah, I mean Martin Cove is like he's old, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I guess so. It is just, it is just such a stupid. Like it, it, it beggars the mind. Like it, I mean, how how yeah. ordinary a tagline it is. It's like, I mean, what they could, why didn't they just call it uh, a young kid learns karate? Like <laughs> it's about as ridiculous and pointless as that. Here's something interesting for you. Uh, Martin Cove, he's in the um, the the new, it's now Netflix, um, Cobra Kai TV series, right? Right, yep. Have and, you uh, seen What, season two or three or something? Well, season three is coming to Netflix. Previously, it was on YouTube. Yeah. Have you seen what he looks like these days? I, I saw him in a little film called VFW, so I'm, I am of familiar course, with Of course, of yeah. course. He looks a lot like Hoggle from The Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, here's my next one. This was my favorite tagline of all time until something bumped it off the mantle. But just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you can't get to it. Blood Beach. Blood Beach. <laughs> nice, nice. It only works in a post Jaws world. <laughs> yeah, it only works if you understand that Blood Beach is about sand that swallows people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You kind of have to. You have to kind of see the film to understand what it's referencing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it would make no sense. Mm. Uh, I've got one uh, now. This is actually, funnily enough, considering what's happening in the world right now with the uh, Black Lives Matter campaign and uh, sort of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. and it works. It fits in well with that. Uh, you could probably guess the film. Uh, you have the right to remain silent forever. Hang on. Are we talking? That's not Robocop, is it? No, no, but close. Oh, oh nah, I'm blanking. Nah, that is uh, a little uh, little film called Maniac Cop. Oh my God, I can't believe you said that because I spoke about it on my other podcast last week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole conversation about Maniac Cop on Scarefest Radio. Bill Lustig is turning off his podcast right now. <laughs> I've let the team down. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a great movie. It's a phenomenal film. Yeah, part two is better than part one. That is a uh, that is a very uh, intense <laughs> debate around that. I uh, when I when I was working on the release of Maniac Cop, I had intended to put a booklet together, and I had I got people to weigh in on that very. I got. I got someone who thought that Maniac Cop was the best film ever made, was the best of the trilogy. Another person who thought Maniac Cop 2 was the best of the trilogy. I, funnily enough, could not find anyone who thought that uh, Badge of Honor was the uh, <laughs> no. the best film in the trilogy. <laughs> no. It's kind of like you compare it. You know, Larry Cohen wrote those films, didn't he? he? He certainly wrote the first one. I'm not sure about the other. Because it's, it's, it's very similar one. to the It's Alive series. No one really talks about the third one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like once like it gets the, the three, was it like who? I mean, who directed the third one? Like someone like James Glickhouse or or someone like that? I don't know who. Uh, I who thought did it was Cohen, but maybe not. Well, anyway, 
So here is my my newly appointed favorite tagline of all time. It's not that great, but it just tickles me. So it is central intelligence, and with you know Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, and the tagline the tagline reads: "Saving the world takes a little heart and a big Johnson." <laughs> that is great. Until you until you refresh my memory, then I completely forgot that film existed. <laughs> yes, it, it, that film is good, if only for the tagline. Is if only for the tagline. I mean, I, look, I, it was a pleasant waste of two hours, but. Uh, at the time, when I finished watching it, I thought, I'm never going to think of this film ever again. No. And until you brought it up now, I had, I had achieved that goal. Well, as I, you were. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't stop me from anticipating uh, that, uh, was it the Steamboat Willie, not Steamboat Willie movie, what's his uh, new one coming out that's based on the Disney oh, ride? Jungle with, Cruise? Uh, Jungle Cruise, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, him in his, with his little cap on, with his, sailor, with his captain's cap. Well, maybe um, uh, maybe Steamboat Willie is next on the agenda. That would be yeah, that would yeah. <laughs> Just to, if 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 not for anything, but keeping the IP alive. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. What else have you got there? Uh, okay. Uh, try. We talked about this movie last week. Mm. Uh, see if you can guess what it is. Um, oh, no. It, it'd be easy. It'd be super easy. Okay. Dingoes, Christians, Airs Rock. It's the second coming. The Dingo Girl is back. Um, yes. Now that would be pandemonium. It is indeed. It is indeed pandemonium. What what listeners cannot see right now because they're listening and not watching is that I've got <laughs> that oh. in front of me because I had a funny feeling you'd bring that one up. Oh, uh, 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 uh. old I've versus new. You've got old versus new. So Ben held up the VHS and I held up the DVD of that film. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of need to contextualize that for people. We flashed each other. <laughs> we flashed. We flashed our physical media at each other, <laughs> and it was pandemonium. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's a belter for you. I love this one. Now this is the movie called The Lift, which is a horror film. Oh, and, classic! And the yeah. tagline the tagline reads: "Take the stairs, take the stairs, for God's sake, take the stairs." <laughs> take the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal tagline. Mm, yes. Uh, next up, I've got uh, one from a little film called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Ooh. And the, uh, the tagline is, the night no one comes home. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's, a very, it's a very good if you're familiar with the, uh, the first two Halloween films. Because this one has Indeed. almost nothing to do with them. <laughs> Well, it does. No, but, that's uh, right. They completely, completely changed the franchise around. But uh, I love the fact that John Carpenter only made number two so that he could make number three, and then number yeah. three practically <laughs> killed it for everyone. Killed it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's my second to last one. This is from the movie Ape, and the tagline reads, Ooh. not to be confused with King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fair enough. That's a, it's mm-hmm. a good point. Well made. Okay, now I've got uh, my, my... This is my last one. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, from a, a little film called Nudist Colony of the Dead by Mark Pirro, directed by Mark Pirro. And it's uh, it's got... It kind of has two taglines. It's, they'll eat you bare naked, followed <laughs> by not just another typical horror, comedy, musical, zombie, romance movie. 
<laughs> that's 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 so bad. It's bad, dude. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's there are so many, so many horror horror comedy, musical, zombie, romance movies. Mm. But you can almost imagine, you can imagine that brainstorm session, like they're sitting at the table trying to be smart asses, trying to come up with something ludicrous and funny, and that's what they came up with, and it's just so yeah. bad. I cut, yeah. I kind of wish, uh, I mean, this would have been a great one to open up uh, for a competition to come up with a an awesome tagline for <laughs> Nudist Colony of the Dead because the title is so good. It's, yes. Uh, it speaks for itself. By, by the tagline. Yeah. Yes. Well, my final one is for no other reason than to uphold my reputation. So Caddyshack 2, the shack is back. <laughs> a tagline I'm sure, that, I'm not sure they could use. Uh, during uh, Shaquille O'Neal's uh, <laughs> basketball career, that would have been uh, very like people would have gone. Hang on a second, there's the shack in this. <laughs> it's all about the spelling, mate. Yeah, I suppose it is too. Yeah, there's a Q in the shack, isn't there? Do you know I started writing a uh, script called Caddyshack Two Part Two? <laughs> it was it was my version of like fanboys in Detroit Rock City about the only uh, Caddyshack Two fans in the world that were determined to make a sequel happen. Right. And what right. do you call a Caddyshack 2 fan? Shacky Tours. Sh- <laughs> I should you know, have said uh, that. Um, Someone, someone's <clears throat> going to steal that idea, so maybe I'll cut that out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if someone did. That'd be amazing. As long as it gets made. As long as it happens. Let me quickly reel off some doozies just for the sake of it. We don't really have to stop by and uh, discuss them, but Cool as Ice starring Vanilla Ice. This tagline makes no sense whatsoever. When a girl has a heart of stone, there's only one way to melt it. Just add ice. Makes no sense. But it's cool. Yeah, scary movie three. Great trilogies come in threes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's something about Mary. Love is in the hair. <laughs> <laughs> true. And this one's, true. this one's for our man Jarrett. Bernie's back and he's still dead. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's too. What's happening everybody, it's Guillermo here again from ScreenRealm.com, happy to be back on another episode of Good Movie Monday. I'm going to quickly take you through a few of the stories that have gone up on ScreenRealm.com in the past week, starting off with two very big Netflix films that are now in the works. The streaming giant is moving ahead with one of their biggest feature film projects yet with The Grey Man, a big action thriller blockbuster that's reportedly coming to life with a cost of over $200 million, which is the most the streamer has forked out on a film's budget so far. It's going to be starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, and directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, known for directing a number of the Marvel films including Infinity War and Endgame. The film is to be based on a 2009 novel by author Mark Griani and will follow freelance assassin and former CIA operative Court Gentry, who will be played by Ryan Gosling. The plot will find Gentry being hunted across the globe by a former CIA cohort played by Evans. The plan is for the Grey Man to start a Gosling-led franchise. As of now, the Los Angeles shoot of the Grey Man's production is expected to get underway in January, with other international locations still being finalised. The other big Netflix film in the works is Leave the World Behind, an adaptation of an upcoming novel by author Ruman Alam. This one's going to be starring Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts, who previously starred together in the 1993 legal thriller The Pelican Brief. Directing and writing the film is Sam Esmail, known for creating and directing the Rami Malek starring series Mr. Robot, as well as co-creating and directing anthology series Homecoming, the first season of which starred Roberts. The plot will follow a Mandarin Clay whose aspirational vacation with their teenage children is interrupted by the arrival of a middle-aged couple who own the holiday home and who have fled from an unprecedented blackout in the city. When the internet, television and radio stops working, as does the landline, they have no way of finding out what is happening. 
A strange sonic boom shatters the peace of the countryside and animals start to migrate in strange ways and the physical and mental health of the families begin to disintegrate. The renters are upscale and white, Robert will play the mother, and the owners are upscale and black. Washington is the homeowner. The issues of race and clash become distractions to the more alarming things that are happening around them. A prequel film to the 1978 musical Grease went into development last year at Paramount and now it has its director. Set to helm Summer Loving is Brett Haley making his first high profile studio film following smaller dramedy and comedy fare such as Hearts Beat Loud, The Hero and All the Bright Places, the latter an Elle Fanning starring Netflix film released earlier this year. With a screenplay by Liam McKendrick, Summer Loving will tell of how Danny and Sandy, played by John Travolta and Livy Newton joining the original film, first met and how this first stage of their relationship unfolded. As you may remember, Danny and Sandy sang about their summer fling in the classic musical's beloved number, Summer Nights. There's still no word on who will be playing the lovebirds this time around. And finally, some more movement on the long gestating Dwayne Johnson starring Black Adam movie. Set to play DC hero Atom Smasher is Noah Centineo, perhaps best known for Netflix film To All the Boys of Love Before. The character of Atom Smasher can change his molecular structure and amplify both his strength and size. He was previously played by Adam Copeland in CW series The Flash. Black Adam is to be directed by Orphan and the Shallows Helmer Jean Colette Serra. Production on this film has been circling a star for quite a while, and as this pandemic continues to rage on, it's still in a holding pattern. The most recent US release date given to Black Adam is December 22nd, 2021, although don't expect that to be a sure thing. That's it for me, just a quick one this week. Be sure to jump on Screen Room for the latest movie news, TV news, trailers, all that jazz. We also have the August release schedules for both Netflix and Stan Up right now. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you next week.
Welcome to Bonehead Fun Size. Three times and you got it right. Good job. <laughs> you told me to say Fun Size Bonehead the first time. I can't remember. <laughs> We'd have to go back and look, and I don't feel like it. So today yeah, you were recording at the time, so you're screwed either way. <laughs> well, whatever. You and your revisionist history. So today we're talking about one-hit wonder directors, gentlemen, right? And our right. favorite one-hit wonder directors. Who would like to go first? Joe, you, you could, go first. You could just I, go, Joe. I will tell you who. No, the, I mean leave. <laughs> I will tell you who my favorite one-hit wonder director is. He would go on to do some documentaries, some shorts, and very small independent films. But it doesn't get much better than Tony K for American History X. A choice. Ah, excellent choice. In fact, I'm not going to talk about this much because I'm assuming that most of the people listening or viewing this right now are familiar with American History X, fine film. But Tony if you're not, tried to have it. his name removed from it. Yeah, hold on, Joe. The people in Australia are going to be familiar with a movie called American History X. Continue. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. They hold, should be. Quick. Colonialism. I don't know. I'm just going to say Real it. quick, uh, for our Australian friends, it's American romper, romper Stomper. Go ahead. Oh, that's very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Romper Stomper is probably a little more graphic, though. American yeah. History X. Not going to give you the plot. Check it out. Fantastic film. But there was a lot of fighting at New Line when it was made. Tony K tried to have his name removed, but it's probably one of the best films ever made where the director tried to have his name removed. Agreed, gentlemen? Yes. And, and the, the antics he got into after during the, the actual post-production is mm -hmm. worth looking up. Absolutely. So Tony K. In fact, I was looking at a lot of one hit wonder directors and some of them aren't even accurate. Like Michael Cimino made several movies other yeah. than the deer hunter. Yeah. There's several on that, the, on those lists that are not accurate. That are at all. just bullshit. Yep. James go. Yeah. I just got to, and I literally can do mine really quick. I've got to go with, uh, was it Charles Lofton? 
uh, not of the hunter. Hunter. Oh, that's uh, a good one. And Robert he never, Mitchum he never recovered from it not being a success. No, and being it felt not. But he was also an actor for years, and he died seven years after the movie came out. He never. I mean, he never did get another film. But if no, you've never but seen, he, it killed his soul that yeah. people didn't care for the movie because it was not critically. It was not well received critically or financially. And, uh, and one of the stories goes that he couldn't direct the children. I don't know if this is true. But he couldn't take directing children, which is a problem if you've seen that film. So yeah. Robert Mitchum actually had to be the one to talk to the children and say what he wanted them to do because he didn't like talking to children. If you've never seen the film, though, it is great. If you ever wanted to see a personification of evil as a preacher without it being supernatural, you need to see Night of the If you're familiar with the, the, the tattoos on the, on the hands of the Blues Brothers and other movies, they all ripped it off of that. That was yep. the first time you seen it with Love. Robert Mitchum. And Robert Mitchum was talking to those children in between smoking pot. Look that up and Google it as well. So uh, my pick for best one-hit movie director actually only directed one film. Uh, and his film actually, actually introduced my favorite Tom Jones song, You Can Leave Your Hat On. I'm talking about Peter Cataneo of The Full Monty. He only directed The Full Monty? He only directed The Full Monty and then he directed, he's directed TV and some short films. I wonder this what is his only because the full monty is a fantastic movie it was a fantastic movie it was a great hit at the time i could not find any research as to why he stopped why that was his only movie we should have him on bonehead weekly yes uh, the full monty it, it was only directed by he only directed one film and if you haven't seen the full monty please check it out it is a great film robert carlisle is fantastic in it the whole uh, ensemble cast is amazing yeah and uh, I do want to do one quick honorable mention, just to make Joe and James slap their heads. Uh, I do want to talk about Kinky Usher, the director of Mystery Men. That, that Peter Cantaneo guy directed The Rocker with Rain Wilson. Bite me, James, for looking that up. <laughs> oh, no, as I was say, I and know he he's been corrected. And let Fine. me tell you, Mystery Men is my a beautiful movie. Then hey, my, Chad. Then my, Chad, my pick is Kinky Usher, who directed The Mystery Men, and that's it. <laughs> Chad, what the five fingers say to the face? Hello, how are you doing? Can I have a drink? <laughs> All right. Well, that's been Bonehead Fun Size. Thank you so much. Tune in next week while we keep drinking. And that was You Earned It by The Weeknd from the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. And why? Because I love it. And shut up. And thanks to the legends at Bonehead Weekly for another great segment. One Hit Wonder Directors. That's a really good topic. I wish we'd thought of it. Um, I'm going to throw you on the spot, Ben. Are there any one hit directors that you that you can think of that deserved a bigger career? Um, one hit wonders. The one that came to my mind was a guy called Leonard Castle, who directed The Honeymoon Killers back in the 60s. Right. Which was a phenomenal film. He never made another one. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, I liked, a, I liked a, a little film called uh, American Graffiti. Uh, by this guy George Lucas. I don't think he went on to make any other films. I think that was that was his no. one hit, and then he just disappeared. That's true. I think uh, it's a shame. I think I think he had a bit more in him. I thought you had more in you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible. That's a terrible <laughs> bit. He did THX one one three eight before that too. It's just it's yeah. retarded. <laughs> it's so retarded. We'll, we'll oh, forget that ever happened. Yeah. Well. Anyway, you can catch the full-size Bonehead Weekly on Facebook, YouTube, and most podcast hosting platforms. And now I want to play a game of alternative taglines. 
I'm having so much fun with this episode. So let's do a quick round of alternative taglines. So a few days ago, Ben and I gave each other film titles that we had to go away and come up with new taglines for. So Ben's three were Deliverance, Shaft, and BMX Bandits. And Ben gave me The Golden Child, Silent Rage, and The Wraith. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Oh, mine, are, mine are so bad. They're so bad. Uh, yeah, I got, yeah I'm, I'm happy to go first. Ooh, should we want. do one at a time? You go I first. I would do one at a time, yeah. Are, are we, we going to say the original tagline? Yeah, why not? If you've got, I've got them written down in case you don't. Yeah, I've I've got them here. So, uh, all right. So I'll st- I'll start with uh, uh, deliverance. Yep. And the original there's a, there was actually a couple. The original was uh, where does the camping trip end and the nightmare begin? Yep. And the the other one was uh, this is the weekend they didn't play golf, which I which I really <laughs> love. <laughs> that should have been Caddyshack too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I spent a lot of time on this tagline, and I couldn't figure out a way to get. A pretty mouth in there. Uh, so I came up with, uh, oh God, this is so bad. Uh, lions and tigers and bears, they wish. Which is a, <laughs> which is a horrible tagline. It is a horrible tagline. It's a horrible tagline. I'm trying to even it, uh, comprehend where that came from in your brain. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I was thinking, what's the, what's the, what, what, what film would all people who love deliverance or would like a movie like Deliverance have watched. And I thought, well, obviously it's uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Like those two movies right. go hand in hand. I told you that. Ter- okay. And it only gets worse. That's the, that's the <laughs> best one. <laughs> I can't wait. So I'm going to go with The Golden Child. And the original tagline was, Eddie Murphy is the chosen one. And my tagline is, from Beverly Hills to the Orient, there's no trading places with Eddie. Jeez. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> I'm just, bad. I'm just, uh, I'm upset that you didn't get best defense in there somewhere. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You've got to rework that in there. Uh, <laughs> All right. Somewhere. What's your next one? <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, oh God. BMX bandits. The original, ta- I mean, the original tagline is no gem either. A high flying ride to adventure. I oh, know that's the uh, worst. Which, <laughs> could be about anything. <laughs> Uh, and mine, mine doesn't really improve on that. Uh, it's, uh, they came, they saw, they wheelied. <laughs> it's literally the only BMX trick I could think of. <laughs> You're like, uh... <laughs> oh, mate, you wheelie tried. I, uh, I, I wheelie did. All right. This is why they don't let me come up with the taglines at work. Okay, let's have a look. What have we got here? My next one's Silent Rage, which is the uh, the original tagline was, was um, science created him, now Chuck Norris must destroy him. And my tagline is, when Chuck Norris is on the case, don't bother. <laughs> About yeah. the film or... Uh, oh, you know, or, you take it however you want film. to take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> See, there's depth there, mate. There's there's depth yeah, to that. There's depth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Last one. Okay, my last one uh, was Shaft, uh, and the original oh, tagline please, is please, please. <laughs> yeah, Shaft is his name. Shaft is his game. Uh, <laughs> my tagline was uh, he has the biggest stick in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
<laughs> and they call yeah. it Shaft. And they call it Shaft. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, man. It got, All right. That was another one that didn't survive its third iteration. Uh, it didn't survive its second iteration. <laughs> no, but we do, we do have uh, the new Shaft on Netflix, so go figure. Which I actually quite enjoyed. Yeah, me too. I think that has a good tagline too. I think it's um, more shaft than you can handle or something like that. <laughs> the double entendres <laughs> are flying hard and fast. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my last one is the Wraith and the original tagline was, he's heaven sent and hell on wheels. And my tagline is, death isn't the end of the road. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that recognition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I think I think the best thing that they could have done for the marketing for that film is, uh, like, the tagline should have been, you see Cheryl and Fenn's boobs. Yes, under a waterfall. Under a waterfall, yeah. So now let's throw some tag- taglines at each other and try to guess okay. what movies they come from. I've tried to make it relatively easy because this could be a really, really difficult oh, thing to do. Yeah. I'm terrible at this, so... Uh... Well, I hope you've given me yeah, the same courtesy. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. <Nah>. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of us will really <laughs> suck at this. All right, you may as well take the lead again. Uh, the school of the future, where students don't just pass or fail, they live or die. Oh, man. Is that class of 1984? Close. That's probably more appropriate. No, it's, uh, it's a little film called Space Camp. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That made no sense. I, <laughs> I guess because the ship, the ship runs into trouble, and they have to. If they don't. Uh, the, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any mm. sense. Well, congratulations on tying it into last week's episode as well. Nicely done. Yeah, that's you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my first one is this time it's personal. Ah, oh, this is an obvious one, isn't it? It's like a big movie too. I would. Uh, I, I would have thought so. Is it something? No, it's something too. It's a sequel too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not a part two sequel uh, though. Uh, Clock is ticking. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of it. I know. I know. Like when you say it, I mean, it's gonna. It's gonna upset me greatly. <laughs> like, just yeah, of course. Jaws yeah. the Revenge. <laughs> Great tagline. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's go with uh, Jimmy is about to have the time of somebody else's life. Ooh, can you? It's a VHS. I was going to say, can you give me an era? But that's going to be eighties. It's eighties, yeah? and the the name of the actor and the name of the character is pretty much the same. No, nah. no, it is uh, taking care of business with uh, James Belushi and Charles Grodin. Oh, James Belushi, of course. Holy crap! I have not seen that in a long time. I remember that movie more from the trailers that used to run at the start of the other videos. Other videos, yeah. <laughs> Every Disney and Touchstone release had that trailer. Or Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Was it Hollywood Pictures? All right. I'll try and give you a uh, oh, an easier one now. Uh, Thank you. Some extraterrestrials aren't friendly. I want to say Alien. Uh, close. But I know Alien is in space. No one can hear you scream. Yeah. Some extraterrestrials are not so friendly. Shit. Um, it's not the terror within. No, no. A uh, little film called Extro. Oh, f- yeah. <laughs> we covered that on the bloody podcast too. Oh, I've, let, I've let myself down. <laughs> it's, uh, 
This is this is a really a game that requires Jarrett because he is a uh, master of taglines. <laughs> yes. He's going to be abs- listening to this absolutely furious. Yeah. He'll be screaming, screaming at his, uh, at his phone. <laughs> well, then we're going to have to... Hey, here's what we should do is we should do this again. Have two teams, you and Jarrett, myself and Keith, and we go at it at the desk head And we to do head. it head to head. Yeah. It's just going to be Jarrett versus Keith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll be the referees. Yeah. Okay, if you get this one, I'll be a son of a bitch. Um, it makes no sense to me whatsoever, but the poster tagline for this said, why are they putting seatbelts in the theatres this summer? Oh, why are they putting... And when you, when you hear what the film is, it makes no sense. Uh, yeah, I've got no idea. It's Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think what it is, you know, the Star Trek uniform from that series has the strap going across their chest. Yeah, I think they put them across the seats for a gimmick. Right. It still still makes no sense. Still doesn't make any sense until you're actually sitting in the cinema. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you've got to go to the theatre to find out why. For to find out why, yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, Adam has been waiting patiently in the wings, so maybe we should just let him have a go. Hey guys, it's Adam here from Adam's Just Seen with another Good Movie Monday recommendation. Uh, We're creating new taglines for ourselves this, and so I'm going to call myself Adam Five Star Ross because I give every movie I review on this five stars. And But why wouldn't I? Uh, This is Good Movie Monday recommendations. Why am I going to recommend a two-star movie to you? I wouldn't do that to you. So my five-star movie, uh, spoiler alert, that I'm going to be reviewing this week is Honey Boy, a movie that has fallen through the cracks. It was going to get a limited cinema release. You probably saw the trailer at the movies just before this all got shut down. Uh, It's going to land on Amazon Prime instead. So what is Honey Boy? Honey Boy is basically the Shire LaBeouf story. This focuses on young a young child actor who is being coached and maybe even exploited by his recovering alcoholic father, played here by Shire himself. Now, first and foremost, Shia LaBeouf should have been nominated for an Oscar last year and he should have won. He definitely should have won Best Supporting Actor. His performance is leaps and bounds better than Brad Pitt's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is some of the rawest work that I've ever seen. Um, Because Shire is playing a member of his own family and he wrote this screenplay, he wrote this screenplay while he was in rehab too as well, but that you would be forgiven for thinking that this is a vanity project. When I saw the trailer, that's what I thought. But this is not a vanity project. This is cinema as therapy and it is so raw and vulnerable and affecting um, and profound. Um, And Shire, you know, I mean, is he should have been nominated for Best screenwriter as well at the Oscars this year that's how good and how human his script is it just it hits the bullseye so many times and he's just his performance is so unvarnished here and it's also very funny and human as well this isn't a stitch up he's not having a go at his father he's trying to figure out what are the pieces that made him the man that he is today and we follow him on that journey Um, it is beautifully directed here by uh, Ama Harrell, who is uh, come well, she's done some documentaries and definitely and a lot of film clips, but this is definitely her first uh, feature, and it, it's got kind of the stylings of an A24. It's very beautiful, kind of neon soaked. The majority of the the movie takes place in a motorhome with a, uh, a series of really interesting characters that this child should not be left alone with. Um, but not only is Shia 
you know, just incredible as his father. But Lucas Hedges really captures Shire's mannerisms and physicality playing the grown-up version of him who's in an unnamed sci-fi franchise, <coughs> Transformers. Um, Lucas is an amazing actor on the best of days from everything from Manchester by the Sea. Um, you know, that now he's emerging as a serious, serious talent. And here he just solidifies that. Noah um, Dupe is amazing as the young Otis, as the young, as kind of, you know, the surrogate for Shire. And you will recognize him from one of the kids um, from A Quiet Place. But yeah, like across the board, every element of this film for me just absolutely clicked and worked. Um, and when you put on that layer of it being real and it being something that is confessional, it just makes it incredibly powerful. So put this on your streaming list. You're probably watching everything in lockdown uh, and dropping on Amazon soon. So yeah, as uh, my namesake would suggest, Adam Five Star Ross is giving this five stars. Check it out. All right. So I guess we're getting close to the end of the show and it's time to lay some of our recommendations on you. Now, before we do that, I just want to extend an invitation to all of you listening. We would love to hear some of your feedback on your favorite films. So if you like the sound of what we recommend, go ahead and watch these films. Come back, let us know what you think of them. Then tell us movies that we should watch. Um, put your comments on this week's episode's post on Facebook and YouTube and we will engage you in conversation. Um, I'm going to take the lead on this one, Ben. I'm going to go back to 2008 and this is what I consider to be one of the best martial arts films ever made. It's Red Belt, directed by David Mamet. And this one stars Chuetul um, Ejiofor, I, I can never pronounce his name, uh, Emily Mortimer and Tim Allen are in this one. Three incredible performances and I think Tim Allen has never been better. The story of this one is about a local jujitsu sensei whose integrity, generosity and charitable nature have him um, become kind of desperate to make ends meet when he falls victim to a scam. Uh, he accepts a job on a Hollywood movie set and soon finds himself indebted to the mob and ends up in a fight for his life. This is a really beautiful film. And the focus on the integrity and discipline of the martial art are really what defines it and sort of sets it above all others. Uh, the final act is particularly stunning. And this is a really personal film because I believe David Mamet is into jiu-jitsu and, and you know, has a lot of discipline with the, the craft. So he sort of poured his knowledge and his love into the film. And if you've never seen Red Belt, then you definitely should. It's not streaming on any services, but for a few bucks you can hire or buy it on a digital platform. So... Have you seen that one? I have indeed. I, I think I picked up the Blu-ray from the UK. Uh, I love that movie when it when it came out. Um, and I think it's it's actually like the kind of set like almost at the birth of MMA. Like it's just pre the MMA explosion, and it's got all of the Gracies in it, and or, or like or it they're does. kind of referenced and stuff. Like it's a pretty um, uh, seminal movie, I think, for the for the what we now is now one of the kind of biggest sports movements. Um, well, absolutely, because the, the context there too is that the final act of Red Belt, without any spoilers, is that it brings that jiu-jitsu world into that MMA kind of realm. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great film. Tim Allen is just outstanding in this one. I love and it, him. And it really, I think it, it ties in quite well kind of with uh, uh, another Tim Allen movie called Joe Somebody, which is um, <laughs> him, all about him getting into a fight with Patrick Warburton and he goes to uh, goes to learn martial arts from uh, from... <laughs> From uh, James Belushi, who is basically playing Steven Seagal, and it, 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 it like it's a great. All of their stuff in it is great. Like they've got a great rapport, and it kind of, and it does kind of fit nicely in with that red belt kind of. Yes, uh, and scenario. earlier earlier on, you mentioned um, you mentioned 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who is a wrestler in the Jungle Cruise, which ties into Jungle to Jungle, starring Tim Allen. Tim Allen, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all segues and links. There's a reason why we do this, mate. Yeah. Funnily enough, my recommendation this week is a is another uh, movie about uh, uh, fisticuffs in one form or another. It's uh, from 1975. It's Walter Hill's first film uh, called Hard Times, or I think as it was released here, Street Fighter. Um, Charles Bronson. Stars stars the man himself, Charles Bronson, uh, along with uh, James Coburn and, uh, of course, um, uh, Charles's wife, Jill Ireland, is in it in a kind of uh, – her, mm-hmm. her role's a bit weird, to be honest. Uh, but Strother Martin from uh, Cool Hand Luke pops up and um, – and Jim Henry plays like he's kind of one of his main rivals. Uh, oh, sorry, Jim Henry is the character named Robert Tessier, who is this amazing kind of bald, almost psychotic, grinning kind of, you know, bare-knuckle fighter. The movie is all about set in the Depression and Charles Bronson um, kind of meets up with uh, James Coburn in this kind of um, roadside diner in the middle of nowhere and kind of convinces... Uh, James Coburn, who's kind of running these illegal fights to let him take on the kind of house champ. And uh, he bets his last yep. six bucks on the match. And of course, Charles Bronson, I think at the time was in his fifties and everyone thinks he's too old for it. And they, uh, they call him dad and all sorts of stuff. And then he, he knocks out the guy with one punch and then James Coburn kind of a light goes off and he mm-hmm. takes him back mm-hmm. to new Orleans and, um, tries to, uh, uh, set up a big match against the, against, Robert Tessier, who's the uh, bare knuckle brawler champion of the city, it is a phenomenal film. And I, I was just reading on on Wikipedia before I um, I think that originally Walter Hill wanted to wanted to cast Jan Michael Vincent in the in the Charles Bronson role and Warren Oates to play the James Coburn role. And what a different film that would have been, mate. Well, even within itself, I don't think this film's ever been given a great treatment on home entertainment in Australia anyway. It's, it's always been pretty bare bones and, and lazy. Yeah, I, look, I couldn't even tell you if there was a, a DVD or a Blu-ray release of, of this film. Uh, I'm assuming it would be on a streaming streaming network. Um, the, the video, the video, it came out on videotape, but that may have been all. Like, it's a kind of undiscovered gem. If you haven't seen it... Yeah, there is a Region 4 DVD, so oh, okay. I have seen that, yeah, on the shelves at certain department stores oh mate well there what are the odds that we'd both pick fight movies that's yeah, amazing. kind of our eerie yeah. but, um, anyway that is all she wrote folks we've reached the end of another show so it is time to sign off uh, this has been a really fun one I hope you've enjoyed listening we're going to continue the tagline discussion in one of our midweek videos this week so provided we can get our shit together because this conference call style of recording is an absolute bastard to contend with and it's really hard to edit so anyway join us midweek on Facebook and YouTube um, whether we crash or burn or not you'll just have to wait and see thanks to our regulars Jarrett Guillermo and Adam and the guys at Bonehead Weekly big thanks to you Ben uh, we're getting through this lockdown and I'm sure we'll be back to normal before we know it fingers fingers crossed fingers and toes crossed <laughs> and most important thanks to all of you for listening uh, you come from far and wide and we appreciate your ongoing support so we hope you have a great week we Hope to see you back here next Monday for another fun-filled episode. Here's a song to take us out. It is Happy by Pharrell Williams from the Despicable Me 2 soundtrack. Why? Why not? We'll see you next week. Good movie Monday. It might seem-